0: Previously on the Sports Talk with Devin Wade podcast. I'm trying to emotionally recover from the breakup of Cardi B and Offset. You know man never. who wanted Trina. Let me explain <laughs> something about Trina. This was like Millie Jackson on crack cocaine. <laughs> but you know, I like ratchet. I heard her record and I'm like, I had to go sit down somewhere. <laughs> that is not nice. You liked I it I like it. <laughs> <laughs> you don't want to get or out of the ring.
1: <laughs> That's the type of things you sacrifice when you make this much money.
0: What is this crack I keep hearing about? <laughs> is it good? I need you to take this charge. I got a gun in here. I got some drugs. <laughs> no. Kareem Hunt, he's going to get another chance. What's more noble than standing up for equality? And you won't let this man in the league. Right. I have never, ever, ever, ever seen a fan base react that way to a regular season win. So Texas fans, they think because the Texans beat the Cowboys and the Cowboys beat the Saints and the Saints beat the Rams and the Rams beat the Chiefs. Naturally, they're the best team <laughs> in football. Santana Dotson, we're going to talk Mike McCarthy and Packer football. You know, McCarthy knew it's going into this year that it was playoffs or a bust. I think he deserved a little bit more of that. He didn't get him fired, but he definitely didn't allow him to keep his job. Old school says you don't look at the scoreboard until the fourth quarter. We believe in change and we're prepared for it with new technique and new approaches. And as for our part, we feel that you're the best pieces of manpower available in this whole region. We're getting ready to have a live spectacle. what we were trying to say. you got to walk home. Walk home. Welcome to the Sports Talk with Devin Wade podcast. To reach Devin Wade with a question or comment, follow him on Twitter at Waysword. Be a part of the group on Facebook by joining the Sports Talk with Devin Wade group or liking the page. Welcome to episode 79 of the Sports Talk with Devin Wade podcast. It is episode number one of 2019 and we have a great episode in store for you this time out uh one of the special teams unit is in the building my man eddie robinson former nfl linebacker former titan oiler jaguar and uh hey of storied career in the nfl he'll be here with us and we will talk some NFL, we'll talk some NBA, and uh, we'll have some general conversation. I uh, wonder what. Thank you guys, first and foremost, for all the support for 2018. And uh, when I bring in Ed, we'll talk about some of the things we were able to do in 2018, and talk about 2019. Some of the stuff we have coming up with that as well. Want to remind you guys, you can tweet me at Wade's Word. W-A-D-E-S-W-O-R-D, and, of course, the Sports Talk with Devin Wade page and group on Facebook. And very, very shortly from now, you will be able to go to the Wade's Word website. The website is up, but I don't want to give it away yet because we're, it's a soft opening. We have some stuff to work on to uh, get it right. I'm not a techie. I'm not a technical person, yet I took on the uh, the humongous task, even with templates, of creating my own website for you guys it's one-stop shopping for all the things that i'm involved with and many of you who listen know that i do theater and i'm on the of uh, the friday express I do a number of other things so and uh, that's one-stop shopping but that's coming up uh, but again right now you can listen on TuneIn, itunes ktsuradio.com many of the platforms where you listen to podcasts you can find us with that want to bring in eddie robinson and Ed, happy, happy New Year to you! And I certainly appreciate you coming in and hanging out for a
1: minute. Yeah, absolutely, man. You you can't when you see a New Year, you can't take it for granted. A lot of people didn't see 2019, so it's always a blessing when that calendar crosses over and it's another January first.
0: Yeah, man. Yeah, you, you. And you know, already this year we lost somebody. Captain of Captain and Tenille. I don't know if you remember no, Of course I remember Captain and the, the cap- Captain was you the know I, I got caught down the, the the YouTube rabbit hole and I ended up watching the Tony Teneal talk show. <laughs> <featuring>, <laughs> this is from nineteen eighty. Hey, this that, is how I need a real, real life uh, you know, or, or actually, I, I have a life. I need to attend to that life. You, need, you need a dog. You need a
1: dog. Something to.
0: I got two dogs. Oh, so, well, yeah. you need to play just, with them. Yeah, em, yeah. <laughs> I need to go That's for dog he, walks. <laughs> That's what I need to do. But so, uh, what's new? With you,
1: oh man, just the same thing. Watching these Saints march on to the Super Bowl—that's that's the big news coming out of New Orleans and you know Houston, the Texans. Are, I think this time of year, of course, is always football dominating because it's the but, but, playoffs. Yeah,
0: and now we know when we're going to talk football. We're going to talk NFL playoffs. But what's new? How are the holidays? Let's, because yeah, I want to know. This is our chance to give the folks a little bit of insight on us. What's well, going you, on
1: you know, you know me—I'm always going to travel for a sporting event. So as a kid, my lifelong. Dream was to go to the Rose Bowl. Not play in the Rose yeah. Bowl, just to go to the Rose Bowl. Right. And for some reason, some years I could go and it may have been the national championship game. I'm like, well, I'm not paying that much money for a ticket. so. But this year, Alabama State, the Marching Hornet Band, we were invited to play to to participate in the Rose Bowl parade. Okay, so I went with Alabama my president. Went with my president, Dr. Quentin Ross, and and I went out there and had some Hornet alumni. So we were in the stands cheering for the the marching hornets They actually led off the parade, which was huge uh, to be not only in the Rose Bowl parade but be the lead band. So Man, that was a big deal. I didn't watch
0: all three hours of it. I caught a, a now, All you need
1: to do was catch the first ten minutes. We well, were the first yeah. band. So. Yeah, I didn't. Yeah, and I, now you another good HBCU band. They were in there also and then i actually went to the rose bowl game which i didn't think it was going to be a very good game so i'm sitting in the washington huskies section with a couple you know huskies fan and i'm you know i'm rooting for the huskies simply because i hate ohio state that's like the one team that i always root against across any sport so right?
0: the earth the, no or it's not an urban my thing it's the ohio oh state it goes thing.
1: back to eddie george i used to bet this guy in money every game. And he would lose, and he would never pay me. So it's like, you know what? I hate you, and I hate your team. And they cheated against Miami in in the Fiesta Bowl, and and that kind of was the down, that when Miami went down. So I blame it all on Ohio State. So I always have a big bullseye against the Buckeyes. What was that? So. Was
0: the uh, the running back who uh, tore his leg up in that? Uh,
1: Clinton Portis. Portis. It was the Port. It was Portis. Right. Portis and the uh, the safety. Uh, who was no, the safety? No, it wasn't McG- McGahee. Was McGahey. Yeah, he went to the Buffalo the, Bills. That right, that, right. that messed his leg up. Right, right. and then uh, but that that was the 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 phantom pass interference call in the end yeah, zone yeah, and allowed like Ohio State. To call. Yeah. yeah, exactly. So anyway, that's why I don't like Ohio State. But it was a great experience to be in the Rose Bowl in Pasadena. It was just. You know, picture perfect day, just a little bit cold. So when I left, the score was like. 20 to 3. It was clear. It was like eight minutes left. So I leave. Yeah. I, I caught an early flight. I'm out of here. I'm back to Houston. So now I'm looking in the airport, and it's like they're down by 7. I'm like, man, I'm about to miss one of the greatest comebacks in Rose Bowl history, which luckily they didn't come back simply because I would have hated to be. <laughs> yeah. I was at the game. And Did, I, was
0: Eddie there? I'm sure you was. Eddie,
1: actually, Eddie was there on the sideline.
0: Okay, so you didn't ever catch so up I, with it. I
1: sent them a text message. Hey, man, I'll bet you $100 because you still owe me about $300 all of those games that you never paid up back when they were playing back uh, then. So.
0: So, you, 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 so you never did catch up with it. I was
1: I was out of there before then. I was I was in and out, but it was a great experience. I mean, I, I think. Uh I still like the old traditional bowl game with the community, with the traditional matchups. I'm not a big fan well, of the playoffs. Kind
0: of was that was Pac-10 versus Big Team.
1: Yeah, but the thing about it is, you know, with the whole this playoffs wasn't the and everything, champion, it yeah. was yeah, it wasn't that game. But I'm I'm still with the traditional games. I really don't like this playoff thing. I'd be glad when they get rid of it. It's just a no, matter of time. I think, so. If you had a playoff the playoffs is game, a waste of time. You still have the same controversy. So if you if you're gonna have the playoffs and the same controversies about who's gonna be the top four, just go back to the traditional bowl games and every. Once in a while, it may be a team that feels like they're slighted, but for the most part, the bowl games are working out and the communities are so involved in those bowl games. Yeah, it's just a nah, big deal. I,
0: I think you have to incorporate the bowls into the semifinals. Nah, uh, you don't need the semifinals because, uh, yeah, because again, yeah, you argue over number four versus number five, you're not arguing over number one versus number two. Or who's the real number one like we had in the well, past? Well, two, usually
1: usually it's always one and two. Like, who's going to be the best teams? So that, that, and they never
0: played each other well, in not, a lot of situations. Yeah, well, that's
1: why they should play each other. But you have the conference championships. You have a whole lot of other stuff. Like, clearly, I mean, you say, well, Alabama gets to play Clemson because of the, the final four games and they incorporate them. But if you wanted to do that – just have that one and two play in that bowl game and let it rotate as the national championship, and everybody else have their traditional bowl game yeah, matchups. Yeah, well,
0: I think yeah. that those are days gone by. So,
1: well, that's because I, I, of the dollar. Boy, I mean, yeah. The NCAA well, is just—I
0: I mean, really, college sports to me was ruined a long time ago by that because. Look at the breakup of the Southwest Conference, which is a regional thing, but it was it was eight Texas schools in Arkansas. Right. And, and you know, those natural rivalries. Look at the nebraska well, Oklahoma you got, rivalry you got, that you lose. Yeah,
1: Texas A&M is not playing Texas. Like, right. And, and what, in what realm of possibilities does that make sense? Right. It doesn't make sense. Right.
0: And, and, again, although I'm saying I don't want to see that game renewed,
1: because it absolutely has to be renewed. Nah, nah, that should nah, be the that should be the highest nah, priority of Texas nah, football.
0: a and betrayed the South. Well, they still the, should. They still the should 12. play
1: Texas though, just nah. because as a fan, that's the game that you want to see. I don't want to see it. I don't. How can see the biggest A&M. schools in the state A&M, not you play made each other? A choice
0: to abandon the conference. You go over there and get whooped by Vanderbilt. Well, whatever. Southwest
1: Conference was was always a step behind. I mean, you got to go, well, no, go they way were not, back. They didn't capitalize. Well, back when they were when them. they were cheating and stealing and robbing and well, no, 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 and, giving difference. giving Corvettes and Camaros no, to people and difference. tractors.
0: They were doing the same thing in the SEC, except the SEC didn't tell on each other. Everybody in the Southwest Conference told on everybody. Else. Well,
1: like like the president say, no snitching.
0: Well, that's what <laughs> that's what I really hurt them because at one time eight schools were on some side. So, right. eight of the nine on probation, the only one that wasn't was Rice. Right. And, like, he, they didn't win anything. But I did go to Rose Bowl for a Super Bowl when uh, the Rams played the Pittsburgh Steelers. So, I just remember I was, was like, young.
1: 78. Yeah, 78, 79, 79. Yeah, I remember that. my my dad, my dad actually went to a lot of Super Bowls, and uh, I remember him bringing me something back. Maybe that's why I wanted to go because I was always a Steelers fan growing up. So we I had don't these know.
0: silver things, these silver sheets that – we were supposed to put up at a certain time and I, if you go back and look at NFL films you know so that that was cool uh, and, and and you know i went to the rams after party which was not much of one had a chance to to meet the icons on that team, uh. that was a Ray Malavasi
1: coach team. Yeah, I think Isaiah Isaiah Robertson was still on that team. The, the he linebacker, was. he just yeah. passed away recently. He was a, yeah, a swag yeah. legend with Southern. Yeah, yeah. And, but unfortunately, he's most known for the, the Earl Campbell, the Earl Campbell yeah. play. Yeah. When the, they used to play it on the I W March commercial every day during the during the second quarter. Yeah, I mean he would would get ran over. And I know he
0: I think (laughs) he lamented that. So what's new with me is, well, you know, a lot of TV viewing over the holidays and I mean a lot of sports stuff. Last year, look, just some of the numbers from last year for the Sports Talk with Devin Wade podcast, we did 43 shows. We did 34 full shows. We did four brief casts, which were, you know, sort of my solo briefs where I got into a couple of things, and then we did other specials. So it ended up being 43 different posts that we put on uh, on iTunes, TuneIn, SoundCloud, whatever, and we did 66 hours of programming in 2018,
1: hmm. that's a lot, man. Yeah, it is. And you
0: were a significant part of those. I don't know how many hours you specifically did, but we did a, probably a lot had about
1: ten percent. Maybe I might have. No, nah, you did more than that. 10, you did more uh, than twenty percent, maybe.
0: You did, yeah, yeah, yeah. I would say you did more than six hours. That's you, that true. was ten percent. So you did about. You know, my,
1: my bill is in the mail.
0: Well, yeah, and, and I owe you guys <laughs> a, a, a huge debt of gratitude.
1: No, nah, but I think I think you're doing a great job in uh in Well a, we're doing a great yeah, job. Yeah, we're we're doing a great job. But I mean whenever you can um you know, give your opinion is always good to share thoughts and have comments to get back and forth to just have dialogue outside of the, the typical stats, which I think uh, any good sports show nowadays is not just talking about. wait, right. people. Well, yeah, he's twenty percent uh, on first down and thirty percent on second right. down. Is like, yeah, and although know.
0: we can get into the nuts and bolts sometimes, right. I, I think it is more interesting. And I found success over my 15, 20 years of doing this so that, you know, people care. You know, you frame discussions. It's always a story behind the story. Like, because especially
1: with football, you see guys with helmets on. You want to know once he takes the helmet off, what's going on outside of that? So
0: let me ask you this. The furthest place do you think that they've listened to the Sports Talk with Devin Wade podcast? Uh, Just take a guess.
1: I'll say Germany.
0: Beyond Germany.
1: Well, it has to be somewhere in Asia, Japan, Hong Kong, Tokyo. right? Yeah, Tokyo. I mean, you don't have Amsterdam. listeners in, in New Zealand. I'm sure it's like not nah, going. No,
0: I have no New Zealand listeners. That's because so you, no, know you
1: know, that's because you don't talk about Australian rules football. I mean, it's other right. things that we Aussie, about Aussie, having to try. You ain't know what a try is, do you?
0: You talking about
1: the boomerang? No, man, just stop, stop it. So a try I know what a
0: digital do is. I bet you don't know what that is. Nah,
1: a try is like that's an animal, man. Stop it. A try is like a touchdown. A right? digital do is not. I saw an animal. I said it with confidence. You <laughs> had you for a minute. <laughs> so do is an a try is like a is, is similar to what you call a touchdown, but in rugby it's called a try. So
0: okay, well they got rugby everywhere, but uh, yeah. I have a
1: rugby here actually, and New Orleans has a rugby team. So see, see if you get those non-traditional and I try to. Bring Formula One, and I try yeah, to bring yeah, know. We talk, the Tour de France, and the needle
0: totally yeah, moved on Tour de France. Totally, <laughs> yeah,
1: totally, yeah. <laughs> we
0: got a lot of emails about Tour de France after that. You got covered
1: the <laughs> Olympic sports, you know.
0: Well, yeah, well, maybe during Olympic years. I guess we should have said more about Simone Biles. That, that we could have done that. So no, Tokyo, we did well. Dubai, Amsterdam, but all in the country, we did really well in Virginia, in Missouri. In um, uh, Northern California, we did well. Which oh, well, again, Pennsylvania, which I'm like, well, I don't know anybody. I don't know anybody in, in most well, of my. I think places. I
1: think Houston too is a town where a lot of people from Houston move in, move out. So I think and that, they take the, me with them. right the regional. The regional aspect of it can become national based on It's it's an international world, basically. And our conversation
0: is always national anyway. We don't limit to that. So limit uh, to just regional conversation, although we do talk more regional teams sometimes. With that, let's get into some headlines. Well, I think the biggest story, obviously the NFL playoffs are coming up, and we're going to get into all of those. But uh, the Antonio Brown situation. According to who you listen to or believe, Antonio Brown, um, wants to be traded. The Pittsburgh Steelers have a decision to make, and I don't know what they're going to do with this situation. I don't know what, what to do uh, with this Antonio Brown situation. If you have him on the roster, it's a $22 million salary cap hit. If you trade, release, whatever, or get rid of him, he's a 21.9, or $21 million hit on the cap. He's one of the premier receivers in the game. What do you do about Antonio Brown? Well, and what are your thoughts on him missing the the the, you know the final game
1: with his behavior? I I, I think missing a practice or two is not that big of a deal in the grand scheme of NFL players who have walked out of practices. I can give you typical I give you numerous stories of guys for the Houston Oilers who walked out of practice week week seventeen. No, nah, I mean, but but with, the, with a
0: playoff bid on the line.
1: But the point is, it's nothing he's going to get out of that practice that's not going to pro- prohibit him from doing great on Sunday, and so if if you could have gotten that to the point to say, hey, look, man, you had a bad day, let's get past that. He had a couple bad days. Let's he didn't come game. for two or three days, right? From what I hear. All right, that's you know that's that's the that's the story coming out, but. At some point, you know, he has to have enough respect for his other teammates, for the coach, for the whole owner and and Pittsburgh Steeler family to know that this is a game that could potentially get us into the playoffs. And realistically, although the Steelers, as we know, they're not a playoff team, but they were a good enough team that had they gotten into the playoffs with enough offense that they're a team that could have realistically made a run. It's the playoffs. You know, all you got to do is get one lucky win and a bounce of the ball and a missed field goal. So once you're in the playoffs, you have a chance, you know. And so I think uh, you don't take that lightly. So I don't I don't know if the team I mean, he has to come back apologetically and, and you have to know. But it's almost like once the dog bites you once. I mean, do you put them back in the yard and turn your back on them, or do you chain them up to the fence and then you try to control them, or you just get rid of the dog? You know what I'm saying? So I think that's what they have to figure out. And so if if they're gonna take the cap hit, depending on what they will get for him, I don't know how much you can get for him. Who's gonna give up a first round pick other than the Bill Belichick? I mean, who, look who what they say, got for
0: Amari Cooper, and I mean, you can get more than you got well, for Amari Cooper. Well, but
1: but 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 you have to say attitude wise. If you walked out on the Steelers, I, mean, I wouldn't give up a first-round pick. I don't care how talented he is based on a guy who had a great relationship with a team, who had a big salary, who was the the face of the team other than the quarterback, who walked out on the team the week of a game to get us to the playoffs. I mean, some things as a, as a coach and the owner – I'm not gonna give up a first round pick for that. I'll give up a third round pick for that, <laughs> but not a first round pick for that. And so So you just say get what you can get and and, well, and move on or what? No, I would I would try to mend the mend the fence because he's a talented enough guy. And I was just telling a a, a college kid this about when you're a player, the attitude we'll put up with when your talent supersedes your attitude but once it becomes even or your attitude is worse than your talent look at Des Bryant perfect Mm -hmm. example right didn't even play this year when the attitude was when the talent was above the attitude we'll put up with Des Bryant and I'm sure at the end of every season Jerry Jones had a talk Do we have somebody who we replace him with? Nah, man, he's the best we got. All right, let's put up with him one more year. Let's put up with him one more year. Then it got to the point, do we need to put up with him Now we don't. And so now he didn't even sign with another team. I mean, he signed with the Saints eventually, but that attitude is going to follow you. So this with, with Antonio Brown, now he's made enough money Probably where he may not have to play, but you want to be oh, able to but play. But
0: he's at, a, at the top of his game. He's well, not but uh, walk but
1: well, not right now. But what I'm saying, when he gets to the game, when when like Des Bryant should have got another three years in the NFL that he may or may not get. Right. Like had, had he, he been a good attitude guy, even if Dallas cut him, he would have went somewhere else and continued to play. Because a receiver, you could be a possession receiver. You you know you can we can give you 20 snaps a game. We could, I got my first guy here, help my young guys out. Nobody wants him around because you showed us all those years that you have such a bad attitude and you don't want to be that guy. And I've seen that happen with a lot of players, where instead of having a a twelve year career, you have an eight year career. Because just as soon as you're not at Pro what Bowl level, you out of with here. Correct. To
0: had a couple of years left. They, you know, maybe he wasn't. I mean, almost not like the superstar thing. You can have a superstar meteoric career and have a quadruple platinum album, or you can have five hundred thousand every time out. Right. Every time I, you right. keep
1: going for yeah, a long time. You can be consistent time. and do it forever. Yeah, or, or do it till you don't want to do it anymore. So
0: my take on this is, and I always take over the players. I take up for the players more than just about anybody. I think at this point you almost have to get rid of him. I don't unless he shows real contrition to say, okay, right. yeah, I've learned from this. I don't, I don't want to leave this situation. But I don't know that that's going to be the case based on some of the things you see on social media from him. And if I'm Mike Tomlin, yeah, you might have to make a move, man. And, and we've seen the Steelers do this with Emmanuel Sanders. Not right. for different reasons, mm-hmm. whatever the reasons are. Mike Wallace was a guy. People don't remember the Santon- uh, Santonio Holmes, Holmes. Right. Mm-hmm. when he was sort of at the top. They did this with with him. I think that, yeah, I, I would look to maybe move him. I would give it a couple weeks to see how I feel, see, let the, the, this, all, all this uproar die down so we can make some real solid decisions well, I and think, have a I conversation. Think,
1: but if, if they get to the point where they're going to do it, I think you do it this year for the simple fact.
0: Well, yeah, but I still would give it a couple weeks, a month, well, to see I'm, where we are.
1: I'm, I'm not going to see where we are. I mean, of, of course, you're probably going to have to wait until after the playoffs and then all that. All right. to, yeah, so, but before, between now and the, in the draft, I think if if they would trade them and they took the cap hit this year, you're looking at a year where you're replacing the running back. You're going to replace the quarterback. I mean, replace the, the wide receiver. Then it's just a matter of is is Ben going to keep playing another year or does Ben retire too and then you into official a, a we're rebuilding. So we're going to well, take that and, hit. And his, let's so take the deal. hit this next year. But it, it, could say
0: if you take the hit this year, Ben comes back. But then the following year you think you you recover from a cap space now you're looking for a new quarterback. So that gets but that's, to be So that's be, what I'm saying. you so, for one more run. But you
1: you don't have a one more run. I think the Steelers are kind of they, – they're almost getting into the – you're at the end of it, the, you're at the end of the cycle because of the Ben Roethlisberger age. And so it's almost like eh, maybe it's time to – but I think if Ben, even if he played another three, four years, who knows, if you take the cap hit now and get it over with, you still can be competitive, win six, seven, eight games. You got a loyal fan base. Everybody will understand. Hey, we just left a fran. We just lost a franchise running back, franchise receiver. Let's replace these guys and let's get it going again. So
0: yeah, well, and I don't think that they're in total rebuild mode. Even if they get rid of him, you got Washington as, on, as a receiver. You got Juju. You got other guys got, who are willing got, to step up. They're yeah. not
1: at his level, but, but you, you can have, replace him with a couple people. And then
0: you have Connor That's not. He, he's not
1: uh, a, a journeyman.
0: I, I don't know, but he got hurt. And, I mean, uh, he had
1: the concussion. Franchise guys don't get hurt. No, that's that's no, that part of being a part of being a franchise guy. I was Tom that, Brady that you, never that you, went that, down. That, how many years have Tom Brady been hurt? I, okay. Out of out of eighteen, he's yeah, been hurt. Changed the
0: whole he's he been
1: did exactly. Get hurt. He's been hurt once. Now you say what you want Aaron about Rodgers Eddie. Say what you want about Eddie George. Eddie George was an F one fifty. He rang yeah. the bell week after week after week. Franchise guys find a way. Not that they're not hurt, but they find a way to still stay in the game.
0: Well, like I said, get a kid, a break. He, he's he's a nice back. And Samuels, the other back, is nice. Right. You, you, I think, again, if you think about uh, – and I want to get more into the well, Steelers. The Steelers
1: are one of the, the best teams at drafting players. And to developing. fit their system and develop those guys, they can so, get more out of a third, fourth, and fifth round pick than most franchises can. So,
0: so I want to get back into the Steelers a little bit later, on. but let's get into the Houston Rockets. Rockets come up with a big overtime win one thirty five, one thirty four over Golden State last night. They were down by uh, by twenty points in the third quarter. They gave up seventy points in the first half, and yet without Chris Paul, they came back and got it or, done. Without Chris Paul, or is, Gordon. Ha, ha, yeah, or Gordon, Eric Gordon. Uh, first of all, was that a significant win? I, or is it just one of those things that we won't – in June we won't really look back on it. Won't well, I, it in,
1: in June I don't think we will look back on it. But keep in mind, if these two teams were to get to the point of uh, who has the home field advantage and stuff like that, remember last year if they finished with the same record, the Rockets had the advantage that so we would be the number one seed. So that you had that game six and seven – in Houston, although we didn't win it, but you want game six and seven here. So it's not too early because the records are so tight. You can kind of see in the West where between first place and missing the playoffs may be a five game stretch. Right, even in at, the
0: Western Conference, even yeah. at the
1: end of the season. So every game is a big game, especially now that you have two games over Golden State. I think you may only have one more against them. So but, you're gonna yeah. you probably own the tiebreaker against Golden State, which could be the difference between you being third and fourth. A fourth and fifth, you know, you never know how it's going to fall. And if you ever meet them in the playoffs, you want the home field advantage. That that yeah, can make a difference. Yeah, so, from that standpoint, it was a big game. From a psychological standpoint, I think the Rockets are matching up to say Golden State is the team that we're going to have to try to knock off. Now, I think it's a lot of other teams in the West that you can't. It's not Denver. just. It's not just. Let's look at Golden State, but I mean, they're still the bullies. There's there's those. those everybody knows that Golden State is the team who can turn it on when it gets to the playoffs because they have so many shooters. The Rockets are still in position. They got to make one more trade. I don't think the team that they have right now can win a championship. It can get them there, but I don't think it could win it. So they have to give up those four picks. Like they were going to give up for Butler. Boston, I just saw a thing on YouTube. Boston is a guy because you got Haywood. They have so many scores alpha players that Haywood's coming off the bench he's getting 6 7 shots a game. that's a guy you can target you can target an AD because i think the pelicans have to trade him this year because their leverage is oh, the leverage but he's Their leverage they're leverage their leverage is at who cares if he stays you win the championship it was worth it right Simpson so but that's a team I mean so basically so what would
0: you have to give up though you don't have much oh you give give up
1: you give up Capella and you give up Austin Rivers and you give up throw four first round picks because look at it New Orleans is a team that nobody they're never going to attract a big name free agent so the only way they can be successful is to get draft picks they have to draft really good hope one of the guys becomes a superstar like Chris Paul who left like AD who's going to leave and so And then they have to develop guys. Boston with Danny Ainge is the same way. They like to draft guys and develop them. They're not big on signing that big-name free agent, although they could.
0: They gave Gordon Hayes. Correct. And so
1: that's why you can also – the Rockets have to trade with one of those type teams who value first-round picks. Now, the thing about the Rockets, because of the state taxes, still Houston, we're a team that can attract a big name player, so we don't have to hold on to draft picks. So
0: I want to ask you, you: You keep and you're not the only one. That, I've heard this over and over again that New Orleans can't attract any free agents. You don't think Anthony
1: Davis? He was and drafted. A, and
0: a, I know, but you don't think he? It would It would have happened by now. Hold if, on, hold on. It would have happened
1: this. by now. <laughs> it was like LeBron. It was like LeBron in Cleveland. It's LeBron. Hey, but even hey. if, if LeBron, and trust me, New Orleans. I'm from New Orleans. You cannot compare the city of New Orleans to Cleveland. New Orleans is a hundred times better than Cleveland. No offense to Ohio <laughs> folks. I might have <laughs> lost some <laughs> listeners there. But at the same time, if if LeBron could LeBron couldn't attract players to go to Cleveland, A D will not be able that to was attract a players. Issue. No, AD will not attract players to go to New Orleans.
0: No, that, no, first of all
1: Not the type of player that you need to win a championship. Yeah, but, but Paul George LeBron has his Harden own city Zeta. issues.
0: He has his own, and we heard Durant address those issues or why you don't. I don't Durant, not, Durant not Durant is not
1: going to New Orleans to play with AD. No, no, it's not even no, on no, his list. No, no, that's my point.
0: <laughs> but but you do know, It can't. It don't have to be Durant. It could be. Uh, it could be a Jimmy Butler type. And I mean, because again, you okay. First of all, they're not healthy. But you got Meredith, you got Drew Holiday, you got you have
1: some guys. You don't have. And You I mean, have a last place and record. And if they went to the Eastern the, Conference, the man score of forty points with twenty five rebounds, and they lost.
0: But if you were in the Eastern Conference, the, the the outlook would look a lot. different. They're
1: not going to the East, and this is the I thing. I know they're not, but I'm this saying the, thing. I just the guys. Think, I don't know the, the guys. Uh, who was that? Uh, the, the the guys. I've forgotten that Rose and those guys on, on the NBA channel. They were kind of talking about it. As good as AD is, he doesn't have the ball in his hand. He's not a guard. Like, what makes Harden so good is that he's a guard. In the end of the game, he can have the ball in his hand. With AD, he you have to get him the ball. So it's, it's hard for him to control a game. He can dominate a game from numbers, but it's hard for him to win the game because he doesn't have the ball in his hand enough. Not, 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 not taking anything away from, him, but it's a guard game. Before, think when we was a kid, what would happen? Magic would come down, you pass it in post to Kareem Abdul-Jabbar. He would bounce, bounce, fake, fake, skyhook, unstoppable. They would right, win the game. Right. Nobody plays like that anymore. Nobody gives the ball to the big man and let him work in the post. Right. Nobody gives the ball to Shaquille and Even let him and, and let level. him dominate and dominate. It's a guard-oriented game. So so no matter how good A.D. is, he has to have a guard with him for him to go to that next step. And, and that guard is not coming to New Orleans.
0: I just think, I don't know, I I wouldn't rule out. And I know that he it's probably a foregone conclusion that he's gone. They need gone.
1: to trade him now, get as many first-round picks as they can, and realize that our value – because. and first of all, I would trade him now so I can tank the season. That's the first thing I would do. And I would hope to get one of those guys from Duke – in the top two or three picks, and then with another four picks, I can put me a team together with a bunch of young players who are homegrown, and the first time when I sense a guy can be an AD, I would extend him out for six years as soon as I can. <laughs> like The thing with AD, they waited too long to give him a long-term max contract. They would wait, well, let's see how good he's going to be. You're not in that position because if he's good as he's going to be, he's going to leave. But if he's you know not saying? and
0: you locked into a long-term deal, you sabotage. But, but that's
1: but that's the chance you have to take when you're a, a newer Orleans, I just when you're think- a sacramento when you're a mid market team that can't attract a big name free I agent i
0: just think that AD could potentially do in New Orleans what Westbrook has done in OKC, because Oklahoma City nobody's checking to go to Oklahoma City. New Orleans is a way better town than Oklahoma. And City. And who went
1: other than Paul George? Who okay. went to OKC? Uh, uh,
0: that's all you needed. And
1: Paul and, George in
0: the organization got a bunch of draft.
1: And Paul and George right. went on a one-year deal, and then and he, he then he end up. That's because he gets as many shots as he likes, and okay. he know if he went anywhere else, he, he wouldn't he wouldn't get those those shots like that. I, I, for and OKC will not be in the finals, nor will they ever win a championship with those two players. Now, if they can somehow get, if they can get AD to go to OKC, then maybe they
0: are relevant. They are relevant team. But are you trying to be
1: relevant? So the Rockets are beyond relevant. The Rockets have a no. The the Rockets Rockets have nothing
0: more than relevant. No, no.
1: The Rockets have a three-year window. You got the reigning MVP who probably can win it again. They're at a point now where the only thing that they can do is win the championship. They're relevant. So, at this no, point, it's like... the championship. Win no, the No, West. no, no, the, the West. Win the championship. The, I mean, you have room. You have not won the West yet. That's because, that's because you have a mega team where the where the reigning MVP signed with the guy who just kicked his butt, and they've been to the championship for four straight years. So, I mean, it's other factors. So, you have to get past Golden State. I mean, that's, that's, it's, it's the reason why they haven't won the West. It's because so, of Golden State. So, let me ask so, you this.
0: When you talk about Harden, Harden last night, 40, 44 points, 10 rebounds, 15 assists. His 21st game this season going for 30 plus points. I think uh, they've won 11 out of 12. That's his fifth triple-double last night. And he's had what uh, the last nine games over 35 points. He says he wants and needs to be the MVP. Do you care – is that important as a fan of the Rockets? You're a season ticket holder, right?
1: I'm a season ticket and holder. So do so, you
0: care if he's the MVP? I mean, well, I, I, I do. I, I
1: do care that he's the MVP for the simple fact the guy works hard. He goes to the he goes to the goal hard. He gets fouled. He plays physical. He plays defense when he needs to. But if I'm scoring 40 points a game, don't expect me to get 10 steals. Also, all right. But, I got uh, I got some I got some gorillas to do that. My job is to shoot this basketball. When you watch this guy play night and and night out, he competes. He competes offensively, defensively. He's a team leader, and so Slow down on the and point. so and so he has to be. in In my mind, you want to have that recognition amongst your peers and fans that what I'm doing is being rewarded and recognized as the MVP. Last year, think about it. He could be going for his third straight MVP title because he was edged out by Russell Westbrook because he averaged a triple double. Right. At the same time, Which Russell, Russell Westbrook learned lost in the first round of the playoffs. I thought it should have been co MVP because Harden, if you look at what he did for his team, he did more for his team than Russell Westbrook did for we, his team. We're not going to okay? uh, We're not going to get we're, into that argument. Yeah. But my point is. He was barely the MVP, barely missed it two years ago, but he played at an MVP level. He won the MVP last year, so you're probably looking at one of the three-year stretches a remarkable offensive play. This guy has to be one of the best all-time one-on-one basketball players in the history of the game. Top five. Right. If you and, say – And he all, he's it, all
0: – first team all-playground. You know, we used to have a discussion yeah, 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 about yeah. who yeah. playground players. Right. I remember Vinny Johnson was if, one if, of those If guys. I'm at the but, Y,
1: I'm picking hard. Right. Yeah. But,
0: but, but yeah. th- this is my point about the whole thing. This is why I asked you about it. You played in the NFL. What if your guy, your quarterback, says, yeah, I want and need to be the MVP – he didn't. He didn't give you the the, the the sort of the answer of, well, hey, I just want to you want my team to succeed. Whatever happens with me individually is individual. He didn't talk about the team. He talked about himself. Is that a problem for you? Because to me, yeah, that's a little bit. I of don't. A problem. I don't have a problem with that it seems because to me he'll be happy if he's the MVP, even if they don't go nah, to the dude, NBA. I climate. don't.
1: I don't. I think the guy plays too hard for you to think that is just. He's not concerned about the level of the team, but they said I mean, the same
0: thing about Westbrook. No, but, but I, when he was going for the triple doubles, right? They gave him hell, saying, "Well, he's more concerned
1: about the triple doubles than he is about his you, team you, winning." You chase, you're chasing ghosts, man. You're trying. You're trying to. you trying to take the. You're like a politician now. I mean, is this CNN or is this Fox <laughs> or is this <laughs> what? Is, what is it? So my, my point is is that the guy competes and the teammate knows. The teammate. the, the one thing about it, the fans know this and that. The guys in the locker room, the ones who look inside the face mask, they know. They know. I mean, the guys know, and they see how he practices, how he prepares. Right, right. And the one thing he said, like, "Well, man, you are making all these shots. What do you think?" He said, "Well, y'all looking at the end result, but y'all don't see. I the took, work. I took, I took a hundred shots from there before the game, and so it wasn't accident. All he said, right. he said, even when I miss, they feel good coming off. So you're just talking about a guy that has a level of confidence that he's just." It, the thing, about, the thing about success at the end of it with sports is just the preparation. What gives you the confidence to take that shot in the game is that you made 8 out of 10 in practice. So it's the preparation in practice and the success in practice and the preparation that makes you say, in the game, I can do it. Because I've been in some games where I was like, man i'm not really ready to go and then again you're hesitant and i've been in games where i'm like man, i know everything they're gonna do i watched all the film i'm in great i'm feeling great now that doesn't guarantee i'm a win but it gives me the confidence to go out there and perform at my best and that's what you're seeing right now you're seeing a confident player because he's putting the work so you got to give him credit for that you know because all guys don't like like step curry step curry puts in the work beforehand so when he shoots He's shooting with confidence. Don't mean he going to make every shot, but in his mind, he's expecting to make every shot,
0: you know? Yeah, and and I think what he's doing is absolutely incredible. I do worry that there'll be moments or times during the course of the season. And and last night was a signature MVP performance. Oh, that that was it. So if he goes on to win the MVP – That's the the game you show. That's the 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 game game you show. You got to have the footage to go with the MVP. I do worry that that could cost you in game situations where – he feels the responsibility so much on himself. That's to be, why they need to make a trade. As opposed to that, de- that, deferring to another guy.
1: That's why they're not a championship team because Chris Paul right now, he's showing you that you can't count on him down the stretch for the injury and factor. He got a couple more years with him too. Right. In the and so and so that's why they have to trade for a Haywood, another big name guy. And they got to do it this year because the window is right here because you have to take – Harden can't keep this pace up night after night after night, and then in I April. I don't think
0: he can either, but he's done it for the last
1: 10 games. Yeah, but the thing about it is you have to be able to start. in the, in the West is so tight. You need another scorer where he can stand in the corner a little bit and take a couple series off, or he can reduce his minutes because the Rockets are going to make the playoffs. We've turned the corner to say we're going to make the playoffs. We'll be one of the top four teams more than likely. But at we'll this see. point we'll in see. the see. season. So at this we'll point – Yeah, it could stuff can happen, but at this point, you have to say, How do we make sure that we have enough gas? To win a championship, and and the West is going to be so tough. It's going to be a lot of seven game series. So at some point, Harden has to. You got to do like the Popovich man. I'm gonna have to take ai have to take a road trip and give you a game off. Or, uh, you know, not let you play as many minutes to get him ready. And I think that's the one thing that Harden always wants to play so much, and you like that energy. But the coach has to say, hey man, let me protect you from yourself because long term, April and May, you. I right, need you there. Need. I don't. And need I do you.
0: worry about him burning out. Uh, after a performance like last night. But he was absolutely incredible. That was must-see TV. Um, Let's go to a segment that we call Ballin' or Fallin'. In this segment, what we do is I'll give Eddie a a choice, uh, a player team situation. He'll tell me if the player is ballin' or falling. Let's go. We talked about the Steelers. Let's talk about Mike Tomlin's future as a head football coach in Pittsburgh, is it balling or falling?
1: Well, it has to be falling. I keep on falling. Simply because, I mean, you, you had the running back who didn't come back. You barely missed the playoffs, but that always comes down to the head coach. And then now you have the Anthony Brown situation. and, Antonio and Brown. the Antonio Bryant. yeah. And so the biggest thing is that when you have a player who the coach is supposed to have a relationship with and he kind of – goes AWOL, then it goes back to does the coach have control of the team? And once is once the perception, whether it's true or not, that the coach has lost control of the team if you're still winning, you can get away with that. But when you also miss the playoffs, then you can't get away with that. So
0: is it the perception of the fans or the team? No. You say the perception. I mean, because we can perceive one thing and it's, it's, it's the, not really it's the, that way it's in the, the, the locker room. It's the
1: management and the owners. Like what we see doesn't really matter to some extent as long as you're winning. But the biggest thing is that what the owner and the management thinks, if they feel like when they have their meeting of should we bring Coach Tomlin back and they say, You know what, man, those guys not respecting the coach. They're not listening to the coach. They're doing their own thing. The coach has lost control. The message that he's been saying for the last 10 years is no longer resonating with the players. We need to get another guy with a new message. Not that his message isn't good, but just that they've heard it so much. It's like, yeah, okay, okay, dad. I got it. I got it. Then when your dad, then when your kid goes to the, the guy next door and he tells him how to shoot that jump shot, oh yeah, really? Your dad? Like, man, I didn't tell you that same thing, but I've heard it so much from dad. I need to hear it from Uncle Jimmy. You and know you, what I'm saying? So you
0: think that he his time is winding down in Pittsburgh? Well, when they were
1: getting rid of all of those black coaches that monday after that i was like I, I thought for sure his name was probably it was like they was just slicing him like bob bob i was right, like right, right. Is, is he next like, so, and,
0: and really like i don't have a a big problem with any of those except for maybe wilkes in arizona yeah i thought yeah, that yeah, that yeah, was totally unfair. but that but again that that's arizona so for yeah, any him. they that's hired right.
1: him late and they fired him early so it was just that's just kind of what it they probably did. benefited him more to get out of there now it, it, with the one year, because now he can be a head coach somewhere else, as because you you can't really count that against him because right. you know it was just it's Arizona, right. you know. So I think yeah,
0: I don't know that you can complain about Bowles in New York. You can't really. Yeah, he got four years. Yeah, and, right. and you can't complain about uh, Marvin. Lewis. Yeah, Marvin was way beyond time. Yeah, yeah, yeah. and it was and time for him to get a. Vance Joseph is another one I kind of have a little bit of a problem with in that. But I don't I just don't think that I don't think the Elway's doing a really good job of well, playing personnel. And, and that's
1: the thing. Vance is getting first of all, I'm a defensive coach. They got coach. hurt
0: too a lot of injuries this well, year. Well, I'm a
1: defensive coach, so it's not my job to just select the quarterback. I had nothing to do with the two Case quarterbacks King, you yeah. selected right. this year and the year before that didn't work out. But as a defensive coach, you're blaming me for that. And you're the, mm-hmm. the GM who's a Hall of Fame quarterback. So you gotta take some credit for that. And Elway hasn't come he kinda have said it, but hey. I made a mistake at quarterback, but I'm behind this coach because he's putting up some good defensive numbers.
0: Right. And, right. And, but I think, again, you you look at the young talent that he did develop with Lindsey who got hurt late in the year. You got that sudden kid. You got a couple running backs that are young that They're are going to be well. really nice right. players. Uh, and, and, again, you but
1: It's you, a quarterback I, league, yeah, especially – yeah, yeah, But, yeah.
0: again, I don't think that uh, – I think that a lot of the onus in Denver belongs to Elway. Uh, more than Joseph. Joseph would, uh, probably got his shot a little bit prematurely from some accounts, but I, I hopefully he'll have an opportunity to down the back. line. Caldwell is a name, Jim Caldwell from Detroit fame and Indianapolis fame has been mentioned in some job interviews. Eric B. Enemy, yep. the running back is frat brother. Right, he's right. A good one. He's, good one. Right, he's right. been so, around a long time. Yeah, yeah. So he'll have a shot. I think Mike Tomlin's future though is. Balling, and I'll tell you why. Because again, you did okay. You missed the playoffs, kind of got hurt, but you lost your best player. Absolutely. Or, or, you know, with, and, so, so and the, fact Beck, the fact that the fact that you that had nothing to do with him. That was an organizational yeah, decision. But the fact so, that you
1: were relevant is a, is a plus. If you yeah. think about
0: this, <laughs> listen. Look look at this. The last two years, Mike Tomlin has lost his best defensive player and his best offensive player, and and Shazier. And 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 Le'Veon Bell this year, right? And he's managed this crazy show with Roethlisberger and with Antonio Brown. Antonio Brown's going to be Antonio Brown anywhere he goes, and to keep him under wraps and buying in this long, maybe is a tribute to Mike Tomlin, right. as,
1: as more than an indictment. Don't don't crucify for for because it finally fell apart because it, right. it, it should have been fell apart. The yeah. things that
0: I have problems with, though, is when the teams come out and they, they're critical of Le'Veon for not coming in, which I'd never seen that before. And, and I think as a team, you no, you as a coach, you say, look, we don't get into those discussions. That, the anthem thing, was a little bit of a, a issue and how they were never really on the same page. And, and so I think why he probably bears some blame, it's organizational too, so I I'm high on Tomlin. They don't like to make moves. Only four coaches since 1969, so that you know they don't move quickly. I think he's a good coach. I think he's unfairly criticized. You can debate about oh if people say it's a black thing or not. I mean I don't I don't necessarily think that, but I don't think it helps when James Harrison is always shooting for him, and you had these guys saying well no, nah, he didn't he's you know how many coaches are gonna outcoach Bill Belichick. Okay, he's probably the greatest coach ever in the NFL mm-hmm. in NFL history. He's falling short to this guy. Okay, and and so if you fall short to Michael Jordan, you can still right. be a you're Hall of Fame. you still a Hall of you, Fame coach, Charles yeah. Barkley is still great. He couldn't get beat Jordan, but he's still great. So I don't think that they. I think the criticism is unfair when you have other coaches that haven't done as much, that get many more accolades.
1: Well, and the bottom line is he's won two Super Bowls, and he's been real consistent. Went two, two, He lost one he to was, Green yeah, Bay. lost won, one, won one, but he's still been very consistent over the whole Ben Roethlisberger area, which is, you know, his his thing. So
0: Yeah, so next up on balling or falling, LeBron James saying he felt like he was the greatest player of all time when he beat Golden State. Have you seen that clip? That
1: was just. I did not see that clip, but... This guy. This guy. I think LeBron James ultimately has to be... He, he's going to be kind of rated based on the number of losses he has in the finals. Because, so,
0: But I'm saying, him saying that, is that a balling statement or a falling statement?
1: Well, as a, Le, as a LeBron James fan, I mean, I think it's a balling statement. Because balling. Balling. if you don't feel like you're the greatest, who else will? I mean, Muhammad Ali felt he was the greatest long before the rest of the world... Felt he was the greatest. And, he yeah. felt he was the greatest from day one. Yeah,
0: he had to com- still, he yeah. had to
1: convince Howard Cosell. But the thing about an athlete is it starts from within. We,
0: uh, we we still can debate whether he was he was the, the, the greatest. The, no, he, wasn't. he was the greatest. Um, nah, I'm who gonna- who would have beat him? Well, Frazier did beat him. Uh-huh,
1: but he and, came back, and, 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 and he punished Frazier, and, no, dan- and he talked bad about him. He punished, around, and they punished, punished each Fraser. Other in the Thrill of Manila. He
0: punished Frazier. I almost could have went either way because Ali always said he wasn't going to come out. It just so happened Frazier's corner threw in the towel first. And let's not even talk about Joe Louis. Ali was the greatest uh, we, uh, boxer in the history we, uh, of yeah. the sport. And that's a debate for another day. But Michael Jordan never said he was the greatest all time. Michael Jordan Kareem had. The, never
1: said that. Michael Jordan had the attitude that he was the greatest of all time. He, but
0: he never said
1: it. I don't know if he said it or not. He probably he never did. They, he probably just didn't say it, and it didn't get caught on camera because everybody doesn't have everything videotaped back then. But I'm more than sure if we would have had Twitter, Facebook, Instagram, cell phones, somebody would have called Michael Jordan with a dice game saying, "I'm the greatest of all time." I'm sure. In one of it, it, one of okay, his gambling of one of his gambling episodes at the golf course, I'm more than sure he said repeatedly that I'm <laughs> the best sob to ever play the game, and they need to change that logo to the Jumpman. I'm more so, than sure he said that. <laughs>
0: so look, so there is an interview that he did where well, he said he would never call himself the greatest player. Michael Wilbon interviewed him, and I it, it's one of the, the 20th century. Remember that series right. he did? And he said, because I didn't get a chance to compete against the other greats in this game. So I would never call myself
1: the greatest of all time.
0: So, I, I mean, while I believe Jordan has a, a much better case,
1: than, than oh, LeBron. I mean, I'm a Michael Jordan fan all the way, but I think from a standpoint of LeBron feeling like I am the greatest, and basically I put this team on my back with Kyrie Irving's help. Of yeah, course. and
0: Draymond yeah. got kicked out for a game, which they would have lost. Once you win the it, championship, yeah. you win. Yeah.
1: We go by wins and losses. No, nobody shot. remember what happens in the seven oh, game I series, remember. but they remember the <laughs> one. But I mean, I think you gotta you gotta give LeBron his credit. I mean, he's the the biggest, fastest, strongest basketball player in the history of the game. Is he the greatest ever? I don't think so, but he's definitely in the top five with but the him conversation. But it doesn't bother you. It doesn't bother me because so, I, I feel like he's a guy that just is exuding that confidence in himself, just like Harden saying, you know, I should win. But th- this is my thing. Let me let me take a step back. When Joe Willie Namath said we're going to guarantee to win the Super Bowl and he won, it was a great moment. Right. So let the other athletes say that I'm the best and I'm the greatest. I mean, part of, part of being an athlete, part of what makes you great is part of what makes a receiver a great receiver. Every team I played on had a receiver that felt like he was open every play. They had that attitude like, why don't you throw me the ball? Because you were double covered. Throw me the ball anyway. I'm going to catch. Like That's just how the game goes. So you have to believe in your mind that you are the best and the greatest and you will not lose.
0: Okay, so I believe that believing that will take you a long way. I believe that LeBron saying that is falling. Falling. First of all, don't disrespect the game like that. And well, who says that? Really, honestly, like who said I? I'm the greatest in the world. I mean, and he didn't say it in a bravado kind of brash way. He said it in he, a he confident said, way. He said it in a conversation with his boys. Like, yeah, when
1: that happened, I thought, like I'm like, man, you were such a cornball. So dude. you don't think Michael Jordan said that when he when okay, but when,
0: he, he never said it. So publicly. you think
1: so you think when they had the first dream team with him, uh, David Robinson. The, you know, Magic Johnson, Larry Bird, you think he wasn't telling them boys? Man, you know, I'm the best self. You know, I'm better than all y'all. I know I could beat all y'all. I don't know. I'm sure. I'm that. sure. But
0: he never said it publicly. Correct. And
1: LeBron knew. This was
0: for a pre-produced show with his boys, the athlete. That's on the ESPN forum. Right. And he
1: knew what he was doing. So you're going to just disrespect the game like I that? don't think he did. LeBron is one of those guys who has the ultimate respect for the game. He, he totally understands the history of basketball. And he's trying to make his mark. In his case for being the greatest of all time. But he knows that until he gets to get six and six with championships, you can't be the greatest of all time with a three and six record in the finals. Three, yeah,
0: yeah, and, uh, yeah. I don't yeah, care yeah.
1: how many times. Well, I've been there ten straight times. I don't care. Now you the Buffalo Bills and of basketball. If you want to get
0: into it, yeah, okay. Right. If, win some championships. If, if Kawhi Linda hits those free throws, you would be two and no, two I don't care how you want it. I don't nah, get into yeah, no yeah, what should have should have
1: happened happened. I don't and care he, about yeah, all that. Yeah, but the okay. thing about it is until he gets to the six and six. If he goes three, if he three peats and goes six and six, some kind of way, and then retires, then I'm gonna have to put him in the Michael Jordan discussion.
0: So this is what I'm gonna say about that, and then we got we'll move on. So this is what I believe. This is what what makes Michael the one of the greatest, if not the greatest. Is he, yeah, he may not have said he was the greatest ever. I think he told every single person he came across, "I'm better than you."
1: During the game and right after right. the game, right. and,
0: and that's what I think that, and that's what that instinct, that killer that he has, that Kobe has. I think get whatever you want to say, I think Jordan would have done whatever he needed to do to to beat LeBron, just like he did Magic and and the other great players that he beat along the way. So uh, I, I just think that they would have lost to the Rockets. Uh, that one year, but other than that, uh, in the NBA Finals, other than that, I just think that again, you don't, you, you just sound like a cornball and stop it, and you just feeding the fire of sheep who don't have hey, historical you, perspective you, you, you for you the still, NBA. You game. sound
1: like a 1990 sportscast. Let's yeah, well, get on, get on <laughs> to the next. It's 2018. All right, last man. <laughs> one for balling
0: or falling. Patriots to the Super Bowl: Are they balling or are
1: they falling? Well. And that's a tough one, but I mean, in my heart, I want to say that they're they're falling. But in my head, I gotta say that they're balling. And I say this because, with once they got the buy in the first game at home, you can almost guarantee that they're gonna make it to the AFC Championship game. Because they'll probably play. I don't care who they play. They're not gonna lose the game at home. They can beat San Diego at home, they can beat the Texans at home, they can beat whoever else they may possibly play at home. I can't be, yeah, I can't yeah. bet on San Diego going into possibly 25 degree weather to win on the road cuz they haven't done it before. I got to bet on the Patriots for that. I may not want it. That's why I say in my in my head I'm thinking that they're that they're that they that they're balling, you know what I'm saying? In my heart, I'm hoping that they're falling, you know what I'm saying? But if I got a bet on this, I'm betting on them balling. So, if I give
0: you the Patriots of the field to go to Super Bowl in the AFC, you're taking the Patriots over everybody. I'm taking the Patriots
1: over everybody, simply because I feel like the Patriots can definitely win that first game at home. So then it comes down to one football game, an AFC championship game. If it's in New England, I'm definitely not betting against them in New England. If it's at Kansas City... I'm thinking that they got more than a puncher's chance to go on the road and win Kansas. I know that Mahomes is great and everything, and I would love to see Kansas City win that game. I would pray on both knees that Kansas City would win that game, but I would not bet on Kansas City to win that so
0: game. So <laughs> I think Pages to the Super Bowl is – falling okay and i'll tell you why because again i think we pay much more attention to the name on the front of the jerseys than the name on the back because gronkowski's not the guy that he's been and of course we know that brady is is starting to show
1: cracks in the what armor. cracks
0: his numbers work in his career over the last 10, fifteen
1: years. Stop it. No, no. You said over the of last ten or year, fifteen 10 years, years. Of his
0: career. You're killing me. His numbers me. haven't been this You're bad. Killing I, me, Smalls. I, I, You're I killing mean, me. See, now now I feel like I should have went to the X's and O's, to the to the to the, to the numbers on you. But he, he's not no, no, he's not a, a dominant guy this year. And again, they haven't played a meaningful game in a while. They beat up on the AFC East, which is trash. I think I think the teams that can beat them in New England. I think the Chargers, the LA Chargers, can, and I think Baltimore can, and I, and I say that because I think that uh, you can you can dominate
1: them. Well, uh, in, order to, in order to be the best, you have to beat the best, like now, Rick Fletch said. And they are still the best thing going today. I, now, I'm not a Patriots that, fan. Not even,
0: well,
1: I'm not a Patriots fan. The, the, the Philadelphia Eagles are the champs, So what are you I'm, saying? I'm not a Patriots fan. But they, the
0: champs are the Philadelphia Eagles.
1: Yeah, but the Patriots get there year after year after year. They find a way with different pieces to make plays, and you cannot. Like, when you're talking about the GOAT at the quarterback, it's clearly Tom Brady. It's nobody even even close in my opinion and to bet against tom brady in the playoffs in foxborough so, you got to be a damn fool so
0: houston maybe houston going up the next week? no
1: chance well
0: i believe that yeah i, I that i believe
1: no chance but
0: i would say this if it's not the texans if it's the chargers say if indy beats the texans and it's the chargers or, or baltimore i'm picking new england to lose next week okay well you you, week. you you pick it
1: don't bet on it though well, right, you I can, I can hope for it, it. i'm hoping that do. they lose too <laughs> so I'm, I'm, I mean, i trust me. I'm so anti-New England. I I would I I won't watch the Super Bowl if New England makes it unless they're playing the Saints. Okay. Okay. But my point is, I can't bet against them just because of what has happened in the past. When I've counted them out the last five years, and they're like, we're back again. Right, you can't right, count right. them
0: out. So okay, and I and I know you got to go. Final question about your Saints because we didn't get a chance to really talk about them. Drew Brees really is going to go three four weeks without significant football. He didn't play in, the, in week seventeen. He have a week off. That'll be what three weeks
1: right with, without playing.
0: Good move, bad move. What do you what do you think?
1: I, I think I think it's a good move because you just can't risk the injury spec aspect of it, and I think you can simulate enough practice time and tempo that you can simulate the same game form and intensity and stuff like that. So I think the biggest thing for the Saints is the defense has to bring it to, you know, because you're probably going to be playing Seattle or Dallas. And so both of those teams, defensively, we should be able to stop them so they don't run the ball up and down the field. So if the offense does start off a little slow, Drew Brees was going to play better at home. I mean, the Saints at home, I mean, it's the same way you – Do I think the Saints are probably the best team in the NFC? Yeah, I think they probably have a very slight edge – so I would take them against the field. But at home, that gives them that advantage. It's hard to beat the Saints in the Superdome because it's, I, I think Seattle could do it because they have a veteran quarterback who can come and in there. And they can run the football. And they can run the football and control the game and stuff like that. But I think Like Dallas did when they beat them. Right, but out. that was in Dallas. I don't know if that can go on the road and have that same world, performance that maybe with, could, with like the that. noise and everything like that. But, you know, so it, it should be interesting. But I, I think it's, uh, it's, it's a good time to be a Saints fan. We'll see. The playoffs, the thing about it is only good good teams left so you got to play your best and the saints just can't have a bad week you can have a a off week but it can't be a bad week and still win the game you have a bad week you're gonna lose give me your super bowl picks before you you get out of here oh kansas city and the saints saints win this thing i'm I'm guessing 38 to 35
0: now we hope and we think that we'll have you on before uh the playoffs are over so uh and and that includes i think we're gonna do a live remote telling you now on Super Bowl Saturday if you don't go. I know if the Saints are in it. Oh, if the
1: Saints go. I I'll, I'll be there.
0: And it's in Atlanta this year, right? Yeah, but
1: I'm not going to Sunday morning, so. Okay. I already have my ticket. I'm I'm ready.
0: Oh, you already have your ticket. I'm ready, yeah.
1: Okay. So it,
0: and, and yeah, I guess you can't get a ticket to the game. You had to do you.
1: I don't have a ticket to the game yet. I'm, I'm, only getting, I'm only going to the game if the Saints are in the game. All right, All right. All Saints right. not in the game. I'll be here.
0: Hey, man, well, thanks so much. I know you got to get out of here. Uh, but we have a second half of the show coming up after a word from our DJ and, of course, from uh, our underwriter, our sponsor. Uh, this is Episode 79 of the Sports Talk with Devin Wade podcast on iTunes. Tune in and SoundCloud.
1: Shig-ity-bum, shig-ity-bum, I got that up, but, up, up, up. but I could be by your whole diddly bum. Here I come so painted a pipe up. I'm hyped up for Nokia's because 'cause I'm a super supercalifragilistic
0: tick tack pro. I gave a oopsie, daisy. Now you got the crazy. Daisy with the books, go
1: get the gravy. So, one, two, um, buckle my, um, shoe yabba do hibbity crack. Welcome back so to episode seventy
0: nine of the Sports Talk with Devin Wade podcast. Normally, Eddie sticks around and completes a whole episode, but he had to get out of here. Uh, he's scheduling sort of uh, issue for him, so he had to get out of here. But I want to, in the second half, I'm going to do some this or that. I'm going to give out the Lamont Award, and we have a hero that we want to talk about. But first things first, let's go with this or that. The choice is yours. You can get with this or you can get with that. You can get with this or you can get with that. This is where I'll give you two choices. Now, you can rhetorically answer, and I'll sort of give you my background and have a conversation about both of these teams. And uh, I'll pick one or the other, and you can too, and you can respond to me, obviously, on Facebook, on iTunes, on uh, SoundCloud. You can also comment uh, while you listen to the show. First and foremost on this or that, the Texans, or the Cowboys, the team most likely to go to the Super Bowl. Well, you know what? While I think the Texans have an easier road and that the AFC is a little bit easier, I, and I really believe that. I think that you have some heavy hitters in the NFC when you talk about Philadelphia, Seattle, it's Chicago, and then and then you have uh, the teams with the bye week with the Rams and the Saints. I, I mean, it's it's tough sledding for the Cowboys. It's a tougher road for that that team, but I think the Texans will have a tougher time. So I will go with the Cowboys, and I tell you why. Deshaun Watson is the ultimate X factor, and he can get it done on all sorts all sorts of ways. He is the reason why the Texans are as good as they are, are solely almost. I mean, the defense is playing okay, but not down the stretch. They haven't played well. And I just don't think that they have enough of a consistent running game to help out Deshaun Watson. And if it ever comes to a coaching decision, I'll pick any other coach, in the AFC over Bill O'Brien in a game situation. So that being said, I don't think the Texans have a chance. I don't think the Cowboys have a chance either, but they have a better chance. Uh, Dak made a big play against the Giants last week in a rivalry game. that really didn't mean much for them, but I thought that that was a big play for the Cowboys to come back and beat the Giants. I think they can run the football, and that defense is exciting to watch, and I hate the Cowboys. So I I give them a better chance. So this or that, I'll go with the Cowboys. Next up in this or that, Seattle or Philadelphia. Which team has the better chance of really going far in the playoffs? I am going to go. I mean, I know that the intangibles and the sort of excitement is around Nick Foles doing a, a repeat performance from what he did last year. But I'm going to go with Russell Westbrook and the Seattle Seahawks. We all thought that this was a rebuilding year, but this team finally figured out how to run the football. Those receivers are playing well, although Baldwin has been hurt for a lot of the season. Russell Wilson is is I mean he's overlooked and underrated, I think, but he's a tremendous asset. He's a top tier. Uh, uh, just below top tier quarterback in this league, he's he's a guy that can get it done. I don't think they're intimidated by going on the road. I think defensively they're playing a lot better. They can run the ball with Carson and Davis, and I think that, and even Penny when he's healthy. So I I will go with Seattle having a better chance to really do some damage in the NFL playoffs. Give me your thoughts. Tweet me at Wade's Word. Tell me what you think. Do you agree or disagree? Uh, I'd love to hear from you guys. Finally, in this or that, the Los Angeles Rams or the Kansas City Chiefs. When those two played on Monday night, we thought that that was a preview of the NFL's well, – well, the Super Bowl, really. Essentially, that's what we thought. We thought that was a preview of the Super Bowl. Now, which one of those teams at this point has a better chance to go to the Super Bowl – Right now, this or that—I'll go with the Rams. I think Aaron Donald's playing great. I think the real, the biggest factor of, of all of this is that you lose Kareem Hunt, and yet uh, Darren Williams is running the ball well in Kansas City. You still have to Hill and you still have Travis Kelsey, and you know you—the defense has gotten a little bit better. I still think, uh, with the relative inexperience of both quarterbacks. Uh, golf again, in his third year, and but, again, his second year really, you know, being the kind of impact player that, we, well, that some thought he could be. He struggled down the stretch. Mahomes hasn't. But, you know, playoff football is playoff football. I like the Chiefs a lot, and I like the Rams a lot, but I give the edge to the Los Angeles Rams, uh, although, again, they would have to go in and deal with those New Orleans Saints, we think. So, um, we'll see how it plays out, but my Super Bowl uh, predictions are still the Saints. And since Pittsburgh didn't make it, and that was a huge uh, loss by me, who predicted the Steelers to go to the Super Bowl. I think, man, I, it's tough to say. Maybe, maybe the winner of the Chargers-Baltimore game. I don't know, man. It's hard to think that Lamar Miller, Lamar well, not Lamar Miller, but Lamar. Uh, Jackson can get it done. It's hard to imagine, but that defense is playing well. And essentially, a lot of what he's doing uh, is adding to a run game, which adds to time of possession. But there are a lot of teams in the AFC that can get it done, including the Patriots, including, you know, knowing what Andrew Luck is going to do. And for the record, I think that's a toss-up. I think the team with the ball last in that game will win, although I give a slight – the very slight edge – to the Indianapolis Colts. Next up, let's go with a hero. a hero. Now, not to be confused with a hero or zero, a, a hero is when we recognize something that guys do off the field, or off the court. Uh, That should be acknowledged because we talk about the negative all the time. We talk about all of the bad things that happen with these guys. But when you talk about some of the good things, we don't talk enough about them. So I decided to have a hero. And this week we have one real locally here. Uh, DeAndre Hopkins uh, stepped up and, and so many guys have done so much over the holidays. And it's a, uh, you know, we can't mention enough what these guys do with buying bicycles and for charity and feeding families and having kids with toys and all that. But here in Houston, a seven year old child was shot and killed randomly, a random act of what looks like racial violence. Uh, African American young lady, family was coming home from uh, Walmart. Uh, to get some stuff for breakfast or something early in the morning. And some guy in a red truck pulled over and shot and killed this little girl. Well, DeAndre Hopkins put a really, not only is he paying for the funeral services, he also put out a really heartfelt tweet about the situation and a heartfelt statement and said that he is dedicating uh, the game Saturday to Little Jasmine. So I think again, with the money, it's the statement that, and he it, it really resonated with him, as it has for many, many people. That to see the, the, a child just get killed for no reason at all is heartbreaking. And of course, the search is underway to try to find who the killer is of this little girl. But for him to step up when he did, the way he did, and how he articulated his feelings about the situation. DeAndre Hopkins this week is a hero. A hero. Now we honor DeAndre Hopkins for being a hero, but that brings us to the final thing that we do each every well, mostly each episode. I think we skipped it for one episode. It's the Lamont Award. I don't want to wish you no bad luck, but I hope your ship sinks. With no lifeboat and no life preserve and a school of piranha surrounding you, you big dummy. And Lamont is a big dummy. And because of that, we want to recognize, I mean, we've had a lot of big dummies lately. And I want to give one, I want to go back to a hot topic that we did not get a chance to address. And that was the New Jersey uh, referee that made the kid cut his hair, his dreadlocks, so he can compete in a wrestling tournament in which the kid won. We've all seen the heartbreaking video and of the kid getting his hair cut in front of everybody else. And obviously, we know that the referee is really is the biggest dummy of them all and a vicious racist to do something like that. But my big dummy goes really to the coaching staff and the other adults in the room that allowed that to happen. It upsets me a lot that no coach stood up for that kid, that no other adult stood up for that kid. Let's not even take into account that the kid had to participate in several matches, I'm sure, throughout this year and throughout probably that tournament to get to where he was to to make the kid cut his hair in a 90 second window was absolutely ridiculous and I don't think I honestly do not think that I my coach would have allowed that to happen. None of the coaches that I played for in football would have allowed that to take place, and I don't know if they would have pulled me or they would have cussed the referee out. I think the onus was on the coach. I don't, I don't know what the parents were, and, and that's a sort of a slightly different conversation. But I think that the coach should have never, ever allowed that, and to sit there and let that kid do that and pat him on the back to win a tournament, and, and you put that over this child's dignity, this kid that you're supposed to care for. Because, again, the bottom line is you have a relationship. On a high school level, you're more than a coach. You're like a father figure. And for your father figure that is supposed to protect you and look out for you, for that coach, and I didn't even get his name, but I just it's just been on my mind. But that coach who did not protect the kid and let that kid get his hair, his dreadlocks cut – to compete in a tournament is a big dummy. You big dummy. (laughs) (laughs) With that, before I let go. Before I let go. Hey, before I let go, hey, wanna thank you guys for a wonderful 2018. Looking forward to a big 2019. I thought this would be the episode where I would give you the website, but it's out there, it's up, it's just not finished. Doesn't look like I wanted to and doesn't have all the components. So I'm gonna keep working on that. And in the meantime, I really, really appreciate you guys. We think we're gonna do something Super Bowl Saturday. We have a location. We just don't have a confirmation yet, but we're working on that. But again, iTunes, tune in, KTSU radio.com, all those ways to reach out and touch me. And please do love your input. Love yours uh, when you subscribe when you comment, when you like, I do all of those things so we can grow and get bigger and better in 2019. Want to thank my guy, Eddie Robinson. I want to thank you guys, all of you guys who support me week in and week out. Want to thank my DJ who did his thing, DJ Damon also for making that happen. And, hey, as always, have a great
1: day. Yeah. Siggy wrong, shiggy wrong, I got that up, put up a pup. But I can be by a fold, diddly from there. I come so free to pipe up. I'm hyped up, Pinocchio's nose, cause I'm a super califrag and the tic-tac pro. I gave her oopsie, daisy, Now you got the crazy. Crazy with the books, googly goo where's the gravy. So one, two, um, buckle my um shoe, yeah, but do hibity who crack a bruise, trick or treat my read, kept my dribbity, drop the hit. The books get on your walk, and spark out on sticks. Shit tracks and double dresses, sweety, smacks some wings, kids. The boogity-woogity Brooklyn boys about to get it. Bones connected to my hip bone, my hip bones connected to my thigh bone, my thigh bones connected to my knee bone, my knee bones connected to my body. Ha ha ha! Jimmy Jam and George Jamming at the belly bone. i um, skip the opening scene.